figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. No way. I think it's going to be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lindy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lindy. The whitefish is semen. Wheat Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Wheat Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus von Sweets. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got ratatouille. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Everybody down! Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock. The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. Lefty. Me. Yeah. Me. You. My so called friends. For the Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. And now, here's the birthday boy, Cliffy, you goddamn son of a bitch. Oh, thanks, Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Greetings. It's always loud. It's always loud. How do I turn it down? You think I know by now? Okay, what's going on? Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. What am I not, though? Jesus Christ. I'm tired of the sound of my own voice. That's what I'm tired of. 
I talk into this microphone and I keep hoping it's going to be somebody who sounds better. Nope. Still me. Uh, happy f Sunday. Today is Sunday. Is that true? That's true. That's accurate. It's Sunday. So, I'm, I'm beat. I'm just... Uh, I have no strength. I have no energy. The nap is what I really need. But if I don't do this podcast now, I'm not going to do it tomorrow or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's not going to happen. So this is it. Oh, hold on. <coughs> ah, professionalism. Professionalism here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Hey, it's professionalism here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. I don't know who this voice is. Hey, Cliffy, this is uh, this is another one of your uncles who never made it off the uh, off the drawing the drawing board. So let's recap a little bit here. Thursday night was uh, the Seaport District in Boston. We've been taking our little well, the kids take their bike rides, and I I walk briskly behind them to try and keep up. And we did, I mean, they had a long day, and they had, you know, they went, they swimming in the pool, and then their, you know, socially distanced ballet for the youngest, uh, which is fortunately coming to an end next Saturday, I think, is the last, yeah, next Saturday is the recital, which is nice, it'll be outside, there's an outdoor amphitheater in town, so that'll be fun, uh, and then that's it. But it's been a long, se I mean, the season started in September, and it's supposed to be done at the end of May. And the COVID thing, it's like they had virtual dance, which I just thought, okay, well, that's it. That's good. They'll do that through the end of the year. And then, okay, no no recital, no big deal. But the uh, the show must go on. And so they took a week off in July after the virtual dance stuff came to an end. And now they're, they've been doing these very, very reasonably, uh, very well done socially. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I do commend the YMCA. I, I know I'm often complaining about it here on the podcast, but they, you know, I, I, well, I did have my complaints because they said, you know, no parents and then the parents are in, but you know, it's been a handful of them and they sit far enough away. Who really cares? And, uh, yeah, they take the temperature of the dancers every time they go in, the instructors wear masks, the dancers have to wear masks, uh, you know, until they get out to the dance floor, the dance floor, whatever, the practice studio space floor rehearsal area studio thing and uh yeah and my kids i think my kids wear their masks the whole time it's not required you know when you're dancing and they have their own little their, their own little kind of taped off areas where they're, they they stay there and they don't get close to anybody else and of course the kids tell me that these you know the other knucklehead dancers are all you know playing grab ass with each other and getting super close and luckily my kids have they have no part of that but yeah it's been going on for what a month now so far so good and then it's over this is the last week and then they have the recital saturday which i'm glad i don't want to keep i don't like i don't like it but all things considered the y has done a good job keeping everybody apart uh i have a particular a personal uh uh i don't know commendation 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 let me try let me try words for the first time Jeez, uh, uh, which I'm not going to get into, but it was, uh, yeah, Cam's dance instructor is particularly a wonderful human being. I came to find out over the course of the last week or so, 
and uh, you know maybe maybe for another time. But it was it was really uh, really nice, really really good kid, really really good kid. They have great instructors. I can't say enough about these people. Why was I talking? Oh yeah, so we did the so the, the youngest had her dance thing, and then after that, it was such a nice night. Uh, the kids said the night before they wanted to go ride their bikes around Boston again. Okay, I'm not gonna say no to that. It's you know get out of the house. Sure. Uh, so we did that until my God, we didn't leave here until close to six o'clock because I finished up work. Had a little. We had some dinner. We had some Elio's pizzas, as a matter of fact. No joke. This house often has a box of uh, delicious Elio's pizzas. Rackets red glare. Uh, Bob's bursting in air. Delicious Elio's. So we fueled up with some delicious Elio's pizzas. And we had it into the, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, it's still unbelievable that I just, you know, I just zip in there and I get off and there's, I don't know, where do I park? Take, it used to be, uh, where am I going to park? And now it's like, where do I park? There's so many spaces. I used to just go to, you know, I have my garage. And, uh, and now I just, I park wherever because there's, there's just tons of spots. There's tons of spots everywhere. So like, okay, great. Here I'm going to go park in the financial district. Um, right by Federal, right by Federal and Franklin, which I still to this day, and I probably never will get either of those, you know, why, why do you put two streets that start with F and they intersect, and I don't know which one's Federal and which one's Franklin, uh, but there's, you know, somewhere around there, around Pearl Street, who cares, who cares where we parked, we parked on a, on some pavement near some buildings there, that's, and then, uh, you know, kids hopped on the bikes, we went down to the seaport, you know, Fan Pier, Rose Wharf, uh, I don't know, over by the Barking Crab, which I realize they have no recollection of going to because it occurred to me that they were three and five when I first took them there, which is crazy. Because I I don't think of them as babies at any point that we lived in this area. I think, like, in New York and Florida and North Carolina, when we lived there, they were babies. So when I think, like, oh, yeah, it was five years ago, oh, yeah, they were... Oh my god, they were babies. They were three and five when they moved up here. Oh my god. So yeah, why would they remember the Barking Crab? Uh, but we, yeah, we strolled past the old Barking Crab on the pier and the seaport and the waterfront and everything. Oh, it was nice. It was lovely. <sighs> but it's exhausting. It's really, you know, and then the next day, finished up work and immediately went to the pool. We have a good, pretty good policies at the old pool here, the old swimming hole. They got a guy monitoring all the sign-ins. Uh, there's a capacity limit, which is a pretty reasonable limit. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's, Christ, there's never more than a handful of people in the pool, and they're nowhere near us, so that's good. But it's, you know, that's exhausting too. Then Friday night, we're sitting in the pool. I asked the kids, "What do you want to do tomorrow?" Cam wanted to get up early and go to Boston. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure, let's do it. I said, let's go to the North End. We'll pick up where we left off on our, our last little uh, little trip there. You know, we'll start right around the aquarium where we where we ended our journey, and we'll go up. And so that's what we did. So Saturday morning we got up at like, oh, my God, I went to bed late watching TV like I always do, and then got up, uh, got up at, uh, yeah, 7 o'clock, had some breakfast, Hit the road, and you know, 40 minutes later, we're parking at government center. Again, more parking just everywhere, 
And uh, yeah, we rode down down State Street through Faneuil Hall, Quincy Market, down to uh, yeah, then again down to the uh, down to Atlantic Avenue, I guess, and the waterfront, and then up through the North End, through Columbus Park. Had some pizza at uh, I don't know Umberto's, and then uh, stopped at the uh, the Modern Bakery for some pastries. Got got some you know, some of the classic cannolis, those classic North End Boston cannolis, which are you know it's fine. The pizza's fine, I, you know. New York has the best pizza, and then it's just everyone else is tied for last place. I'm sorry, and there's some good pizza to be had. And I know you know the North End is like it's all the Italian restaurants, and I have limited experience. I've you know, but I just so far any any pizza that I have, it's like eh. Eh, there's a few good ones in Nashua. Sopranos, Italian pizza. Uh, Espresso, that's another Italian place. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Uh, Nashua House of Pizza is Greek, but it's it's quite good. You know, uh, I prefer the Italian style of pizza. I don't like what New England does often with the sauce. It's very sweet, and I don't understand why that's a thing. Uh, and pizza is just better in New York, New York City, upstate New York. It's just better. <laughs> it's better. Uh, when I have a Sicilian style pizza here, it's like the bread is always like it's spongy. It's so thick. It's just like a big piece of bread with the sauce and cheese on it. It's just it's just not it's not that great. <sighs> Whatever. But it was a nice you know we had some pizza, had some pizza two dollars for a slice. Come on, that's pretty good. Pizza had some. Cannolis, walk through Post Office Square, walk through the Financial District some more. Eh, I don't remember where else. Just all of, god damn, all over the place. When we went by North Station, we were all over. And it's exhausting. I got my 10,000 steps in by like 10 a.m. And then we came home, and I had a nap, which was delightful. But then I was uh, awoken from my slumber by the youngest child, who did not come to Boston with us in the morning. It was just Cam. And myself and uh, Tiny woke me up from my nap to ask if we could go swimming because the pool closes at seven and it was about six o'clock. And uh, and I said, "Okay, give me some." And then like I, then I fell back to sleep. And then like ninety seconds later, another knock at the door. We want to go swimming. All right. So we went swimming. Came home. Ordered. T- ordered uh, carryout from the Red Arrow. So we went to. The, I might have talked about this. We went to the, a couple years ago. We went to the Red Arrow Diner, which is a legendary diner. Like the politicians always go there. Uh, you know, they have all, all the seats in the original Red Arrow Diner in Manchester. Uh, you know, Adam Sandler ate here, and so and so politician ate there, and blah 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 blah. And they have little placards showing all the dopes who ate in the Red Arrow Diner. Fine, great. And the original Red Arrow. You go in and it's just, it's a very tiny, you know, it just, it has the, you know, it has the diner, bar, whatever you call it, you know, and there's a couple tables and you just stand for like an hour and a half. We just stood behind people because it's so small. It's so cramped. You're standing behind people at the counter, the counter. That's the word I was looking for. They're eating their food at the counter and you're just standing over their shoulder waiting for the line to move. You go, you know, you just wait and the line moves and moves very slowly. And then when if a seat opens up, great, you take the seat. If a table, of course, you're a family of four, you can't just like wait for a seat to open up. 
And then finally, after like 90 minutes, we sat down and ordered food, and it was terrible. It was terrible. Like, the, I've never tasted such disgusting bacon. It was just awful. I'm like, we waited for this? This is the great experience that I keep hearing about? So they opened up, they closed down the Friendlies here in Nashua. Uh, luckily, there's another Friendlies, and they kept that open, and that's the good Friendlies. This was the terrible Friendlies. Horrible ser- service, horrendous food. I mean, you know, spent my childhood going to Friendlies, getting like golden brown toasted uh, bread, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich or a friendly Frank with the toasted bun. It's perfection. Perfection, I say. The delicious ice cream. And the ice cream's the ice cream, so that's fine. But we'd go there, we'd take the kids, and it just stunk every time. But the one on uh, Amherst Street is quite good. I know I'm, I'm speaking very locally here, so, you know, sorry. But uh, the Amherst Street Friendlies is good. The Nashua... Uh, friendlies close to us closed down a year ago, maybe last fall. I don't even know. And then, and then they opened up a red, an, another branch of the Red Arrow Diner, and I thought, nah, I'm not gonna go there. But goddamn, if I just uh, keep watching that episode of Joe pa- Joe Para talks with you, where he goes to a diner and eats breakfast, and all I can think about, I just this this whole COVID thing. I miss going to a diner. And eating a, you know some pancakes or something, having diner food. And uh, so last night, you can order online. And the Friendly's building is still it's exactly exactly the same. It was a Friendly's that had our drive-thru. Uh, and they kept the window open. So all you do is you order your food online. It says, okay, come in 25 minutes and pick up the food. You go over there in 25 minutes. You just drive around the back, around the side where the window is. You pull up to the window. And the girl's there. And you say, hey... And it's order for uh, for the birthday boy, host of the birthday boy podcast. And she goes, trust me, I already knew who you were. No need to announce. We all know we all know you, Mr. Birthday Boy, sir. And then they hand you your bag of food, and then that's it. And I went home, and I was very nervous because the, the last Red Arrow experience stunk. And oh my God, it was it was perfection. It was perfection. Ah, but I had pancakes. I accidentally ordered blueberry pancakes. I wanted just regular pancakes. Didn't matter. They were they were phenomenal. They were so good. The the batter. I don't know what they did. It was so good. I'm still. I had leftover of them for breakfast this morning, and I still have a bunch left. It was just. It was so much food. Uh, so so uh, the kids had like French toast sticks and French toast. It was delicious, and they threw in onion rings for some reason. I'm not. Didn't even order them, but they gave it huge basket of French fries. Golden brown, you know, beer battered. Fr- it was it was phenomenal. It was great. I'm I'm, you you won me back, Red Arrow Diner. I'm never going to the one in Manchester ever again as long as I live. There's no never ever ever again. But uh, the the Nashua one, uh, hey, we're in business. We're good. We'll be ordering. We'll be, I'll be ordering many pancakes, many many pancakes in the future from the Red Arrow Diner. So that's what we did after swimming last night. Yeah, so early, so Thursday night, Boston, walking around. Friday night after work, boom, pool for two hours. Uh, Saturday morning, up early, Boston, boom. God, three hours we were walking around there. I don't know how many miles I tracked it. It was, you know, six miles, seven, I I don't even know. And and then a little nap, then the pool, then the Red Arrow Diner, uh, and then we stayed up late watching this movie called Lights Out from like three or four years ago. It wasn't very good. The first uh, 15 minutes are terrifying, and then the rest of the movie stinks, and it's not scary at all. 
Uh, but it was, you know, whatever. It was an hour and 20 minutes. That's just, that's my kind of movie. I don't care what it is. A movie that's less than less than two hours is a-okay with me. Less than 90 minutes, that's even better. So we watched that, and I got to bed late, and got up uh, early, and tired, and then I'm like, ah, what do I do today? Just hang out and do nothing, and then like, hey, let's go to the pool. So so we've already been to the pool uh, earlier, and it was very hot, it was very sunny, and I, uh, uh, I, uh and this is me falling asleep while I'm talking about all these things. I'm just, I hate summer. I just hate it. I can't, I, it's just too much. I want fall where it's too cold so you don't have to like, all the schlepping of like pool noodles and towels and things to go to the pool. And I love swimming. Swimming is one of my favorite things. I just, the process involved, oh, it's awful. And then, uh, yeah, fall will be nice because I look forward to walking around Boston in the fall and remaining socially distanced, but not having to worry about doing like outdoor things beyond that. So that's nice. Anyways, so, so I'm I'm quite tired. I'm quite sleepy. <sighs> yeah, and now I and I don't know what to do. I, we were in the pool earlier, and I said, God, this is just a great. You know, I could see some thunderclouds rolling in. I'm like, ah, this is a great day to just you know go home and relax, play some video games. I thought, eh, maybe I'll do a podcast because. Last weekend, I don't know when it was, Sunday, Monday night? Maybe it was Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I, I don't even know. But I beat uh, Last of Us 2. It doesn't take that long. It's about a 25, 30-hour game. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite games that's come out in quite some time. It was, it was fantastic. Everybody's, So many people are pissed off about this game, and I don't know. I guess I guess because things happen that they don't like. And there's relationships that they don't... Uh, like I just don't, I just don't agree with that. They're trying to push, they're pushing their agenda, her agenda, pushing in their liberal video games. Shut up. But it's a, the storytelling is fantastic. Their approach to the narrative is fantastic. You play as the protagonist and you play as the antagonist, quote unquote, and you. You see things from both sides. It's just tremendous. It's so good. The first one was so good. I don't think anything can top, you know, I don't know. Maybe Last of Us 3 will top both of them. I love Last of Us 2. I don't think I like it as much as the first one. I don't think. But it's been so long since I played the first one. It's been, what, seven years since that one came out. So I don't really remember. But I loved the game. Loved it. And, and yeah, there were some things that I kind of scratched my head. You know, why are they doing this? Why is this? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have written it that way. But all in all, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know. I think it's a game changer as far as how a video game narrative is, is prevent, presented. It's lovely. I'm, I can't say much more without giving away spoilers. You know, the combat is what it is. And sometimes it's good. I love, I love hiding in tall grass from from villains and from clickers and things like that and the terror of, of wondering if you're gonna like just make the slightest noise to set off the, the clickers chasing after you it's it's fantastic just the the tension and the fear it's it's great it's so good that game is so good ah anyway but i'm i'm very depressed now that it's over because i just God, I, I whipped through that thing in no time, which is, it's unusual. Usually I take, you know, it took me, it took me over a year to finish Red Dead 2. It took me several years, I don't know, two years, three years to beat the Elder Scrolls games, 
Same with uh, The Witcher. And those are different. They're like big, giant, open-world, role-playing type action games with... You know, those are these are like 80-hour games, 80-plus hours of gameplay. So that's going to take a long time. Especially for you know, I don't have a ton of time to devote to video games. But man, this Last of Us 2, I just, I mean... I was I was plugging into this thing on weeknights, which n- almost never happens. It's so rare that I play video games on a weeknight. It's you know usually a Saturday evening. That's that's about it. If I have time to play, that's that's pretty much it. Maybe a Sunday, a weeknight. Forget forget it. That never happens. But I was yeah. But I just sit down on a Monday night, whatever night it was this week that they replayed SummerSlam '92 on the Fox Sports Network F- FS1. They replayed all of SummerSlam 92, which is probably my favorite SummerSlam, one of my favorite pay-per-views ever. And then on the Fox Sports app, you could listen to Booker T, Renee Young, and CM Punk uh, having a watch-along. And they had guests such as Finn Balor and Bret the Hitman Hart himself was on. Uh, they were talking to Bret during the uh, while the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart championship match was airing. It was so great. So many insights and stories. And so simultaneously, I was watching SummerSlam 92. I guess that was, maybe that was Tuesday night. Who even knows? But I was watching, I think it was Tuesday, and I was watching SummerSlam 92 as I was as I was finishing Last of Us 2. It was a really great night. And then there was a big just hole in my heart when SummerSlam was over, the watch-along was over, Last of Us 2 was over. And I just sort of stopped and looked around, and I said, okay, now what? Now what do I do with my life? I don't know. I have no purpose. I have no direction now. Oh, I'm sure I could find something. Uh, oh, oh, here's another here's another deal that happened this week. Here's another big deal. A big deal uh, for me. I I mentioned this last week. I was 0.2 pounds away from the 30 pound mark, having lost 30 pounds since last April. I can officially tell you, although I've probably gained about 70 pounds back over the last two days with my pancakes and my chocolates, my Maltesers, my rainbow Italian rainbow cake cookies from Costco, you know, with the chocolate and the amaretto almond taste. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, those those Italian rainbow cake cookie things. What's better than that? Anyway, uh, all of that aside... I have officially, as of Friday, my official weigh-in day, I have lost 32 pounds exactly. Exactly 32 pounds as of Friday. So I'm officially uh, I'm officially getting closer to being just fat instead of morbidly obese. <laughs> I'm, I'm so close to just being fat. Just just a few pounds away from fat. It's gonna it's gonna get here before you know it. Gotta not buy those full-size candy bars from Costco at Halloween time like I did last year when they put them on sale for like five dollars off, and it was impossible to resist because I like to have a have the Halloween decorations and part of the decoration, part of the Halloween decor is having a nice you know a Halloween spooky bowl filled with candy, and even though it's not for trick or treaters, it's like why why do we buy all this candy? We're going to go trick-or-treating, and the kids can have candy, and then why are we putting out these bowls of candy for nobody else except for us and, like, four weeks before Halloween? Uh, So if I can keep that shit away, uh, you know, and try to reasonably keep my fucking act together during Thanksgiving and Christmas, eh, we'll keep it going, keep going. Uh, 
I tell you, uh, cereal is one of my favorite things. Buying cereal for the kids, and it's, uh, you know, the oldest likes rice checks, which is good. That's a fairly healthy cereal. But, you know, they love a good, uh, they love a good Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch cereal. Uh, <laughs> Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast, you know, all that stuff. Peanut butter, cups, puffs, whatever, tricks. All the really healthy stuff with the artificial coloring. You know, nothing, I mean, forget COVID. I'm just, you know, here, here kids, have some poison. <laughs> Wash it down with milk. 2% milk. They love that cookie crisp cereal. I'm not a cookie crisp guy. I'm not a, I, I don't like any of the chocolate, you know, like cocoa puffs and cocoa crispies. Oh, it leaves your milk chocolatey when you're done. Yeah, I don't want I don't want chocolate for breakfast in any way shape or form. I don't want any chocolate for breakfast ever. I love chocolate. I do not want it ever for breakfast in any I, there's no chocolate that I ever want. I don't want chocolate chip pancakes. I think that's disgusting. I don't want a chocolate chip muffin. I don't want chocolatey cereals and I sure as shit don't want cookie crisp cereal. The kids love it. I just think it's funny. It's like, it's it's not like, you know, every cereal is kind of like a thing that's like a kind of quasi-regular food, but it's mixed with, you know, oats. You know, Lucky Charms. It's just, if you didn't have those oat pieces, it would just be box-o-marshmallows. <laughs> that's the breakfast cereal. It's just marshmallows you pour into milk. And so they add some oats with, you know, a little fiber, a little something you know, semi-healthy uh, tricks. I'm not sure that there's anything. It's just balls. It's just balls of sugar, and then they changed the shapes, and then the artificial coloring and sweet. I mean, it's just so bad. And same with Crunch Berries. But you know, a lot of these cereals, you put there's a little, you know, there's some flakes, or there's some bran kind of oats things, and then and then there's the candy, and the cookie crisp cereal. It's just cookies. That's all. It's just a box of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you just pour into the bowl. And I just, uh, hey, we got, I can I see it. That, what is it? Who does cookie crisp? Is it Kellogg's? Kellogg's cookie crisp? Post? Whatever. Whoever does that. Let's just say it's Kellogg's. Or is it General Mills? I don't know. It's one of the cereal companies sitting around, the executives. Oh, we got to come up with a new cereal. Something that's really going to hook the kids uh, kids together. Uh, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking cookies. Well, oh, okay, uh, well, maybe we, we put some, uh, you know, we'll have some bran flakes and then some kind of a chocolate, maybe the chocolate chip flavored bran flakes or a chocolate chip and oats kind of thing, and we'll, we'll give it a fun name. Uh, no, actually, how about just cookies? Uh, well, cookies with some bran flakes or maybe some fiber uh, O's or something? No, no, no. Uh, no, just cookies. Just put the cookies in the cereal, and we'll call it Cookie Crisp. And it's just going to be the cookies. It's literally just going to be cookies. Uh, but how about some fiber flakes or something? Because the parents are... No, just cookies. Just give a, just just cookies in a cereal box. Box of... What do we call this thing? Box of cookies? We'll call it cookie crisp. Well, what's the crisp part? Is the, is the crisp going to be maybe like some crispy oats? We'll put some crispy oats with the cook. No, we'll just... It's just called Cookie Crisp, and there's just fucking cookies in a box, and that's it. It's cookies in a box, but the name Cookies in a Box cereal is probably not going to sell as well as something fun like Cookie Crisp. It's easy to say. Cookie Crisp. Hey, uh, hey, Mom and Dad, you give me a box of cookies cereal? No, that's not fun, Jim. That's why they, they pay me the big bucks, and I sit in the big fucking chair. It's called Cookie Crisp. It's a box of cookies. You pour the cookies into the milk. It's cookies and milk for breakfast. That's all it is. You, you, you figuring out yet? 
And then the kids are going to say, hey, this is great. It's six in the morning and I'm having cookies and milk, which is usually a dessert that I get maybe once a week at grandmama's house. But now I get to have it every day. I pour a box of cookies into the milk. I'm having cookies and milk before I go to school. So that's what happened. He said, hey, cook kids are stupid. Let's just give them cookies and milk for a cereal. We'll call it Cookie Crisp. We'll put some cartoon characters on there and they'll just eat it. Those cereal companies, man, I would love to be. I, I wish I, I wish I had a cereal company. I wish I wish I just had a cereal company. I don't want to like work for it or earn it. I just want I just want somebody to gift me a cereal company. I just want somebody to gift me General Mills. I just want somebody to give it to me, and then say, "Here you go," and you'll just collect the uh, you know even if it was a fraction of a fraction of a percent of their of their earnings just give me a little just give me a i just want to taste i just want to taste baby <sighs> yeah cookie crisp it's not for me though uh we'll put some cocoa puffs it's just chocolate it's just i mean that's like oh it's chocolate fav- flavored rice you know cocoa crispies or cocoa puffs it's like chocolate flavored corn it's nothing really that good for you but cookie crisp is just like it's just cookies. It's not cookie flakes. It's not, it's not like cookie crispies. It's cookie crisp. It's just, they just threw in the word crisp because they just, you know, it would be irresponsible to just call it what it actually is, which is just cookies, the cereal. A box of cookies. Well, that's just irresponsible, Jim. We're going to call it cookie crisp because that sounds like a, that sounds like a cereal name. Cookie crisp. It's got that cookie crunch, crispy cookie crunch cereal. Crispy cuckoo cookie crunch cereal. Part of a balanced breakfast of orange juice, a glass of milk, a toast, a bagel, a croissant, a waffle, <laughs> over easy eggs, a plate of bacon, a plate of sausage. You know, a giant grapefruit. A balanced breakfast. I don't do that. In the, I don't think they do that in the commercials anymore. It's part of your balanced breakfast, where you're supposed to be eating. You're supposed to be eating the same shit that uh, that Michael Phelps eats for breakfast. Your eight thousand calorie balanced breakfast includes a delicious bowl of cookie crisp cereal. It's cookies and milk for breakfast, part of a balanced breakfast, along with assorted fruits, muffins, bagels, danishes, croissants. White toast, wheat toast, a banana, a waffle, a Belgian waffle, an omelette from the omelette station, a big plate of sausage links, crispy crackling bacon, a glass of milk, a glass of orange juice, a glass of iced tea, hot coffee, a bowl of oatmeal, (laughs) strawberry crepes. All right, kids, eat up. And then you're going to be late. The bus is going to be here in 10 minutes. Eat your giant balanced breakfast. Don't forget to wash your cookies down with milk. I have all these topics. I don't even know what any of this means. I write these things down. Uh, The cart return guy almost hitting my car. Yeah, okay, I can talk about that. So I'm at uh, Shaw's the other night getting my taffy, getting my groceries for the week. Did Did the weekly run, as I do. On Thursday, got my protein shakes. They're they're on sale. Oh baby, I got four crates of protein shakes, which sadly is like a week's worth. 
Just guzzle those things down. I love them. I love them so much. So I went to Shaw's and I... I parked... You know, I got there late because Thursday night... Oh, it wasn't Thursday. It couldn't... Wait. No, it couldn't have been Thursday. It could have been Wednesday. Because Thursday we went to Boston. The Wednesday was... Uh, yeah, Wednesday... Uh, now, wait a minute. No. 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 It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, because I took... Uh, yeah, I took Cam to dance. And I went for a long walk while she was at dance. And then I dropped her off, and then I went immediately out to do the grocery shopping. And then I got home at, like, 9.30, and I fell face-first down on the bed and didn't wake up until just now. Um, so I get to Shaw's. It was my last stop. Got my groceries. You know, I, I was glad I saw that Freddy fist bump was not there. Uh, okay, fantastic. I can get out of here. I park kind of far away. I park over on this this side sort of lot that people sort of park there. Um, but I parked like eight spaces down. And there were only like three cars parked there in that whole area. And it's getting, you know, it's late. I think, all right, this is great. I'm going to park here. I put all my Costco groceries on the left side of the car. So now I'll be able to open the door on the right side of the car and put my Shaw's groceries on the right side of the car. Fantastic. I do my shopping, I go in, I get this, I get that, I get the other thing, I get all of these different things, and then I come out, and uh, for some reason, <laughs> I'm walking towards my car, and there's there are now zero cars where I parked. There's nothing, nothing across, nothing anywhere, except for one car parked immediately, immediately next to me immediately next to me which is completely inexplicable because when i parked there there were what did I, what did i say three cars maybe five and there wasn't a single car near me it's not like the store got crowded while i was in there and then everybody filtered out and that car just picked the last available spot no this jackass deliberately parked right next to me for reasons that i i will never be able to explain i even took a picture of my car next to that car with all the other empty parking spaces around us. And it was, of course, on the side that I need to open to put my groceries into the car because the the back of the car is filled with the kids' bikes. And then I and then I just kind of, you know, like a, like a reverse Jenga, I just I fit groceries in all the little nooks and crevices between the bikes in the car. Wow, the milk will just stick that here between the spokes of the tire and uh, this bread can uh, squeeze here between the handlebars that's great and then there's no room and so I put uh, I put the groceries uh, you know from from one store the rest of the groceries from Costco on the left side and then I go to Shaw's and I put the groceries on the right side except in this case a car next to me parked right next to me and so it I still had room to open the door but it just was like you know if 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 I had parked in literally any other parking spot in this area, I could just fling the doors open, put my cart right where I needed to have tons of space to spread out. This was the only spot because of where this person parked next to me. I ended up what picking the only spot where it was like, now it's a chore. Now I have to carefully and like, look, I'm normally, I'm normally one to just like 
to just fling doors open and hit cars if they park like idiots next to me because I don't really care about like I don't care. I'm happy. Like I've there's been times where a guy has parked so close to me that I have just like I've opened my door from the inside with both feet and just kicked it open. And there's just like if you want to know why you have dents on your cars because you park like an asshole next to me, I don't care. And obviously people do it to me, even though I park perfectly all t- all the time. So, all right, so I'm, like, unloading. I'm like, well, this is inconvenient. This is annoying. So I'm unloading my stuff. I get everything. I get it into the car. Whatever. It's no big deal. And I, I, and I didn't fling the door open because this guy's car has, like, POW, MIA, like, all over the, you know, the license plate frame and all this other stuff. And I'm like, ugh. Well, I can't, I can't scratch up a car that has POW, MIA on it. And then I start to think... There's probably no POW. There's probably no MIA. This is just a great this is just a great little ploy to put on your car so you can just park next to somebody knowing that they're not going to slam their door into your car and scratch it up because they're going to see and say, "Ah, it's POW, MIA. I can't ah, I can't I can't fling my door into this guy. I can't I can't spit on his windshield." Uh, you know, which I'm not above doing that either. Um, ask all those windshields that I've spat on. Uh, but this one, I, I'm i like, oh, MIA, POW, ah, yeah, I can't. Even for me, that's that's too far. I can't do it. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, ah, this guy's so full of shit. This is exactly, this is his whole scheme. Get that POW, MIA sticker on his car so he can just park wherever he wants, however crappily he wants to park, and know that there's going to be no repercussions because nobody would dare do anything uh, to a to a POW MIA labeled car, eh, so whatever. So I I put my groceries into my car, put the cart. I brought it back to the little corral, and then I and then I get in the car and I'm sanitizing my hand and I'm you know getting ready to back out, <laughs> selecting some tunes to listen to on the the two minute drive home, and uh, and then I see the little cart return guy and it's not Freddy it's not Freddy fist bump which I you know I'm like oh good. I don't know, it's going to save me like 20 minutes of, you know, knucklehead talk. Uh, it's not Freddy Fistbump, but but the guy that it was, I, I've never seen. I mean, this was like a bad, I don't know, it was like a bad, like, Three Stooges. Like, he, there were only two two carts in the, in the cart return, in the corral, the carriage corral, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm looking in my, I'm looking in my, my side mirror, and I'm watching this guy, He's got one cart, and then the other one slips away from him, and it starts, it starts rolling towards my car, and I'm like, uh, hello, and then I see him sprinting after it, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this is happening, and luckily he grabbed the cart right before it slammed into my car, so that's good, but then, in his haste to run, to run after, <laughs> to run after the stray cart, he let go of the other cart, which is now careening towards my car, so he grabbed that one. And he's, like, spinning around. He's got one cart in his left hand and one in his right hand. And he's trying to just, like, manage to get them both facing the same way. So he, he puts both hands on one cart to turn it around. And then now the other cart starts rolling towards my car again. And I'm just, like, all I want to do is back out. And I'm just watching the whole, like, you know, idiot show going on in my rearview mirror. And I'm like, this is never, we're gonna, this is going to be all night. So he grabs the other one. And then the second one starts rolling towards the car. He grabs that, and then he starts to walk away. And I'm like, okay, I think he's got it under control. And then I see this, 
I see the other cart is now rolling towards my car again, and he's sprinting after it, letting go of the original cart, which is now, you guessed it, rolling towards my car. <laughs> and I'm just watching this. I'm like, what? What are you? It's two cart. It's not like he's got, you know, the, the whole, you know, 20 carts all, you know, uh, human centipeded together. I guess cart centipede. I guess just centipede. You know, it's not like he's got that whole thing. He just has t literally two stray individual carts. And he is mismanaging every turn, every step of this process to just grab two carts and bring them up to the front of the grocery store. And one slips out of his hands. He grabs that one. The other slips out of his hands. He's got one hand on each. But then he goes to grab one with both hands, and the other one slips away, and he grabs that, and then the other one slips away, and he's spinning around. It's almost, it's like watching a helicopter made out of human arms and shopping carts, like twirling around trying to figure out what to do with these carts. And I'm just sitting there like, like, well, I guess I'm sleeping here tonight because I'm never going to be backing out of this parking space. And then finally, you know, three hours later, <laughs> the police came and helped him with his cart. <laughs> back up to the thing i don't know man i don't know i've never seen anything like it the fucking cart guy <sighs> watched uh oh you know what you know what other movie i watched last weekend we watched that uh kind of new terminator that came out i don't know november last year maybe october november last fall you know it has arnold in it linda hamilton it's okay you know, there's some scenes that were good, and then, and then it just gets weird, and not. It's just not that good. It's just, it's just not that good at all. I mean, you can't, you can't beat T2. That's just such an all-time great movie, and you're never gonna. Nothing's ever going to be as good as as T2. But so listen, here's spoilers coming up. Okay, for the Terminator, uh, Terminator, Terminator, whatever it's called. Uh, by the way, I was speaking of Terminator, I was thinking of when we were kids. We were sitting at the cafeteria, and uh, and Nate was there. And this was back in, yeah, I guess 1992 or so, uh, when T2, the Terminator, was very popular still. And, and then uh, D2 came out, which was the Mighty Ducks, the sequel to the Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks 2, D2. And uh, we were sitting in the cafeteria, and Nate mentioned, uh, he, it was a Monday, and he said, oh, I saw... I saw D2 over the weekend, and some I don't know who it was, but somebody goes, Oh, cool, Mighty Ducks 2? And Nate goes, No, Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah, of course, Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> and it still makes me laugh. That was one of the funniest things ever. I saw D2. Oh, Mighty Ducks? No, Terminator 2. You fucking asshole. Of course, Mighty Ducks 2. What else do you think? <laughs> Uh, such a smart ass, even at that young age. It was just a wonderful sight to behold. Just a great, just quick, quick thinking. Quick thinking on his feet, coming back with that one. Terminator 2. That's a classic. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, so here's, here's, you know, it's going to be some spoilers here, okay, for the new Terminator movie, uh, which is called, which I think is actually called The Terminator. Uh, the spoilers start now, so skip ahead of, let's say, skip ahead 90 seconds? I don't know. So, for, so the thing starts out with a CG 
version of John Connor. They're at this beach, this tiki bar, and Sarah Connor and John Connor, and it's a CG uh, Eddie Furlong looking like he did in 1991. And he's, you know, this is taking place, you know, shortly after the events of Terminator 2. He's at the tiki bar, and then Arnold shows up. You know, they sent back another Arnold from the future to, to finish off John Connor. And even though they had two hours of fighting the, the T-1000, they were able to just send this Arnold Terminator back, and he just blasts John Connor with, uh, you know, with the shotgun and kills him right, right there on the beach in Mexico. And, uh, and that's it. And, and so then I think to myself, well, wait a minute. If, if John Connor was successful in Terminator 2... Wouldn't that mean that he doesn't become the general and he doesn't send Kyle Reese back in time who would end up having sex with John Connor's mom and end up being John Connor's dad before dying in Terminator 1? And then on that note, if John Connor has been killed uh, by the Arnold Terminator, then doesn't that mean that John Connor never existed because then John Connor is dead, which means he never sends Kyle Reese back in time, which means Kyle Reese would never have sex with Sarah Connor, which means there would be no John Connor. So killing John Connor would erase John Connor from existence in the original time loop of Terminator time loops. And so the fact that Sarah Connor is, you know, sad and lamenting the loss of her son during the whole Terminator movie... Okay, I guess that was more than 90 seconds, sorry. But anyways, uh, it, it just makes no sense. It's the kind of thing, you know, especially after watching all three seasons of Dark, where they really factor in all the, all the consequences and the different strings of events that can happen when you mess with time travel. And, and this Terminator movie just has uh, just such a flagrant disrespect for time travel uh, that it really, it just annoys the shit out of me because John Connor dying means that John Connor could never send his father back in time to give birth to John Connor, which means there is no John Connor, which means the events of the other Terminator movies wouldn't have even happened, which means, like, as soon as John Connor was murdered as a 12-year-old, then Sarah Connor, I, I don't know, should have just, like... But I guess... But I get it. If there if there is a multiverse, I guess then that's that's a timeline that continues on. But really, the original timeline has shifted, and then and now there's a new timeline where the original Sarah Connor just uh, maybe is just murdered by Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movie, or you know, either way, John Connor. There's a timeline where John Connor never ever exists ever, and the machines rise up and do their thing. Anyways, it's just, it's a little annoying that they don't even, you know, touch on these kinds of things. And then on top of that, uh, the, the, the Schwarzenegger Terminator that's, that's sent back and kills John Connor is living in the woods with a family and he's, he's developed, uh, emotions and he goes by the name of Carl and he owns a business that, where he sells drapes. Uh, he has a drapery business, Carl's Drapes or something. I don't know what it's called, but he's like really into drapes and it's funny, but it's like, well, that's. That's stupid. And then they actually, like, seriously refer to him as Carl <laughs> throughout the rest of the movie, which is very stupid. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. Uh, I'm, I'm finally getting back into watching The uh, the Expanse, which is excellent. 
Uh, I started watching it when it came out, what, five years ago? And I got like four episodes into it and then just forgot about it. There's just, there's just so much TV and, uh, you know, other things came along and I just never. And then by the time I wanted to get back to it, it's like, oh, God, there's four seasons. I'm never going to catch up to it. But now it's just, that's what I do. I just, it's just TV. It's more TV than ever. TV and video games and there's no uh, other things going on. I don't have to commute. I mean, when you don't have to commute four hours a day, that opens up some extra time for TV and video games. Now, sure, would I watch TV and sometimes play video games on the train? Absolutely. I would bring, uh, you know, I've, I would bring my PS Vita on the train. Sometimes I bring the iPad on the train. Sometimes I bring the Switch on the train and play play Switch games. Play uh, sometimes I think I think I even brought the Superboy on the train one time. I was playing, you know, Castlevania, playing old Super Nintendo games on the train with the giant Superboy in my hands. Which is great, but most of the time on the train, I just get so tired uh, from my endless commuting and my you know ten hour, twelve hour work days that I just don't even have the strength to play video games on the train. On the train, but now that I have no commute and I roll out of bed and I do work and then work ends and then I'm done and then I can like get on with my evening at like five oh five. Yeah, it leaves more time for a TV, which is great. It's all I've ever wanted in life. So here I am. Uh, yeah, watching The Expanse, it's great, it's on Amazon Prime, you know, if you like space shows, it's, uh, you know, similar to, it reminds me of Battlestar Galactica in a lot of ways, just that there's a, a lot of different characters going on, you know, it's, it's a show that kind of takes itself, uh, you know, fairly seriously, not as seriously as Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica took itself very seriously, and that was, the one thing that I kind of would roll my eyes. I prefer a little bit lighter, you know, like a Stargate type things where there's, you know, there's serious storylines going on, but it's it's a little lighter, you know. It's not, it, it's aware of the fact that it's just a, a, a space TV show, a science fiction show. But anyway, uh, but The Expanse is really good. And there's a lot of good, you know, you got Jared Harris, you got uh, Thomas Jane, you, you know, there's a bunch of people. It's It's so far so good. And I'm, I'm plowing through it. So that's the next thing. And then I'm not sure what. I don't know. There's just... Yeah. We started watching Trailer Park Boys the other night. Just on a whim, I put it on. We watched the first season. A lot of it was very funny. I don't know how much I love the show, but it was very funny. There were parts that were very, very funny. I didn't know how old... That show started in 2001. I thought the show was maybe like five or six years old. This show's almost 20 years old. And it just ended like two years ago. I had no idea, but I know a lot of people who like it, and so I thought, yeah, okay. It was, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. The guy Julian, the main guy, like in every scene, he just has his mixed, he has his drink in his hands, no matter what he's doing. It kind of makes me laugh. He wears jeans and a black, a plain black tucked in T-shirt, which, and he has like that '90s goatee, and it makes me laugh because that's like exactly how I dressed in the '90s <laughs> and into the early 2000s was just a tucked in t-shirt <laughs> tucked into my jeans because that was like it's like a wrestler that's like a classic like wwf wrestler look like casual jeans tucked into a t-shirt that's so 90s but uh yeah that's pretty good arrested development finally finishing the the fifth season of that and that's of course uh, it's always hilarious uh, that's what's, that's what's being watched. We watched, let me tell you something, last, I think it was last Friday night, we stayed up, the wife and I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning 
watching the buzzer network buzzer channel whatever it's called and it's you know it's old classic game shows and uh let me see they had a show on there that was called card sharks but from like the 70s i think into the early 80s maybe uh, but anytime the announcer would say it, it sounded like he was saying card sharts. So we just couldn't stop watching it and cracking up. Like, and, and now it's time for card sharts. And I taped a little bit of it. Let's see. It's time for card charts. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's us laughing as I was taking this video. Listen to that voice. Nobody, nobody has that voice anymore. And this one, today's edition of Card Charts, comes to you from Salt Lake City, Utah. Right, let's get ready to play Card Charts. Okay, this is amazing. And this is one of the contestants, Jorge. Uh, and he just, Jorge is, just loves to ham it up for the camera. Here's here's Jorge talking about his, his house and his animals. This is, oh, shit. Here we go. When you feed when you feed the rest of the family members to the alligators, <laughs> isn't that so funny? Oh, you know, it's a funny story about my house. You know, you walk up to my house, regular-looking house, right? No big deal. Plain old house. There's some windows. There's a door. There's a roof. You see a driveway, a mailbox. There's some house, a grass, a couple of trees. You go, oh, no big deal. And then you walk inside the house, and there's two cockers. I got two cockers right inside the house, right? No big deal. Everybody, okay. Two cocker and cocker spaniel. Okay. Everybody's happy. This is a regular house, right? Then you look up and then you see there's one alligator. No, there's two, three, four, twenty-seven, eight hundred and five, thirty-nine alligators right out there in a swimming pool. It's just one of those things. And you're not really scared because they're just alligators in a pool. It's no big deal, right? No big deal. And then you look up and there's 27 chimpanzees and they're throwing feces at you. And it's no big deal, right? Because I got two cockers and I got and I got the alligators and I got a whole... And then I feed my family. We eat, you know, the alligators. If they don't eat us, we eat them. And it's just one of those regular, no, no, regular old house, you know? It's no big deal, right? No big deal. I got two cockers. 
and uh, that's uh, and then you feed the family, right? You feed the family members to the alligators, right? Ah, oh, that's correct. <laughs> I'm out of breath, but it was just crazy. And then some of the questions they ask. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So this card charts, they uh, oops, where, what's happening? What has happened to my card charts? They they ask questions. It's almost like Family Feud. They're like, you know, we surveyed a hundred people, and how many, you know, and the questions are ridiculous. It's like we asked a hundred women, uh, how much do they enjoy cunnilingus on the first date? How many of these one hundred women surveyed enjoyed cunnilingus on the first date? Oh, you know, I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah, you know, you come to my house, it looks like a normal house. I got a bed, I got to do the bedroom, I got a couple of cockers. We do conolingus on the first night. You say, no big deal, no big deal. But then the alligators come in, and they, they, they go crazy. And then the monkeys are flinging feces, and they say, what are you trying to give me conolingus on the first night? You got monkeys, all, cockers all over the place. It's just a crazy show. So they ask these questions, and then if you get the question right... Uh, you know, your card, let's say, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a board with cards. And if it's like a queen, you know, is the card is the next card higher or lower? So it's like family feud and prices, right? All mixed together. And we couldn't, st we watched like two hours of card charts. Here we go. Have you ever told a man he was the best lover when he really wasn't? <laughs> How many women admitted that they have? No, no, no. Women are honest. Women are honest. They'd rather shut up to say nothing, okay? So, honestly, I think it's going to be a rather low number. They, when they don't like it, they simply don't say it. Ah. That's it. Ah. Okay. That's going to be around 35. 35 women. Interesting. And what? A, and this creepy. The game show host is like. So the other, you know. So you got Jorge, and then Rini is this. Uh, you know, she's from Minnesota. You know, I think you want to please your man, don't you know? And uh, you know, she's she's a weird one. And so he's like, the game show host is like, Rini, be honest. Have you ever done that with your man? And he's like, his eyebrows are going crazy. It's so. Ah, hey, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> And he goes crazy. He's nuts, this Jorge. That's probably what he sounds like when he's having feces flung at him. <laughs> he sounds like when... Uh, the sound that they always use when Goofy falls off a ledge in the uh, Disney cartoons. And uh, what else? 
I taped this one. Why? Yeah, she's not crazy. Yes, fantastic. They would only eat the ice cream after they after they boiled what? Boiled the dog? We've surveyed a hundred women. <laughs> how many how many women would allow Conolingus after their man ate ice cream out of the dog's mouth? Again, uh, Rini, have you ever have you ever had Conolingus performed after on you after your man it licked ice cream? <laughs> Out of the dog's mouth. Uh, well, well, you know, uh, I think you want to just make your man happy, so uh, I, I'm going to say 117 women said yes. Oh, no, that's way lower. It's not even close to that. It's going to be two. That's disgusting. Yahoo! I'm right! Oh, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. All girlfriend was not a natural blonde. She has a kind, but I don't think as a general case, honestly. I would say man, there are many natural blondes here. So I think we're rather let's say it's gonna be about forty five of them. That's forty five we're yeah. not yeah. natural we're blondes. Not natural blondes, yeah. Really? How many blondes? Oh boy, that's a tough question because I used to be a blonde. <laughs> um She's crazy. They're both crazy. I was not in the actual blonde. You would trust them? You got it, Rainy. We surveyed a hundred women who dyed their hair blonde. What percentage also changed the color of their pubes, Rainy? Can you tell us how many women, how many non-natural blondes also dyed uh, the carpet and the drapes? How many women dyed the carpet and the drapes, Rini? Rini, have you ever dyed both the carpet and the drapes? That's like a Uncle Cliffy game show. <laughs> this is Cliff. This is Cliff Womack for card charts. Coming at you. I sound just like Cliffy Baseball. Maybe that's what Cliffy Baseball was doing before he got the uh, he got the gig in the broadcast booth. Uh, coming at you, this is Uncle Cliffy Baseball for God Shards. We surveyed a hundred women who dyed their <laughs> dyed their hair blonde. What percentage also dyed their pubes the same color? Uh, Grandma Cliff, how many do you think? 
well game show, Cliff. Uh, Cliffy Baseball, I would say, uh, probably, well, if I'm gonna base on my own personal experience, probably all of them, because, uh, you know, the carpet always matches the drapes. So you're saying... I'm saying 100% of those women also dyed their pubes. <laughs> well, well, what about you, Uncle Cliff? <laughs> what do you say? Well, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. I've never dyed my hair, and uh, my carpet also matches my drapes. I, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, I'd really rather just keep playing card charts and hopefully win that lifetime supply of delicious Quaker oats. Uh, what is this next? Oh, Christ. How many mi we surveyed uh, 100 millionaires. Did they really? They just, what are they, they went door to door. Excuse me, are you a millionaire? Do you drive a Rolls Royce? Yes? Great. Uh, one other question. Are your pubes blonde or not? <laughs> Final question. We, ha we asked 100 millionaires with blonde pubes if they would ever eat ice cream out of a dog's mouth while performing, while having cuddlingers performed on them. Uh, again, 100 millionaires with Rolls Royces and blonde pubes were asked if they would eat ice cream out of a dog's mouth <laughs> during cuddlingers. <laughs> oh, my God. What are the... What God, this is like 1970-something. I mean, she's like, she looks like the the model for when Kids in the Hall and like Bruce McCullough, they would do those sketches where it was the two, the two, Kathy and Kath working in the office. That's what this Rini looks like. Well, I just saw my... I'm, I can't even do the, uh, do the Minnesota. Well, I just saw my first... I can't do it. <laughs> my first Rolls Royce. We didn't just say California, you dumb bitch. Twenty-two millionaires. There's so many good cars beside Rolls Royce. You could buy an alligator. You could buy 29 alligator cars. You could buy 29 chimpanzee cars and put them in a tree. You know, you got two cockers. You got cars. You got a right like a normal house, right? With cocker spaniels. You got 27 monkeys. You got a orangutan. You got a, a pool full of alligators. You got a ring. I don't have a Rolls Royce. I don't. It's a low number. It's a low number. Yahoo! Oh boy. And that's the thing, you can take a, a choose if it's a higher or lower card. But, but. You know, so if you answer the question right, when they ask, you know, a hundred women with blonde pubes, and if, you know, if Jorge gets it right, then he's allowed to swap out the card. 
And if he gets, if, if Rini gets it right, she can swap her card if she wants to. And so if you have like a, a five, it's like, or a six, and they're like, is it higher or lower? Eh, it could kind of go both ways. And then you swap the card. You hope that maybe you get like a two or a queen or something. And then you can tell, oh, well, it's two. It's definitely higher. It's a queen. It's, uh, it's lower. So, <clears throat> so that's, that's how the game works. Oh boy. I won! Rini, we're going to give you and your blonde pubes some delightful parting gifts. Thanks for playing card charts. Right after these messages from our sponsors. <laughs> it's just so good. I don't even know. Just don't. I love the game show host is like, you know, because the guy, you know, he's from Venezuela and has an accent. Like, hey, you'd, <laughs> you're from Venezuela, so hopefully you're not sending too many people back to feed to those alligators. Ha <laughs> ha. You know. I'm a, I'm a white, I'm a white man from America. I speak the king's English. I don't know what kind of monkey alligator nonsense you do back there in the jungles of Venezuela, but here on Card Sharts, we keep it, we keep it clean and we don't feed people to alligators. Whatever that means. <laughs> There's like, it's just a little, you know, it's not... F- full-on racism but there's a little because he keeps referring to like that this guy you know because he's like a venezuelan guy, you know he's a well-dressed well-groomed venezuelan man with a you know a big pond filled with alligators and he's like clearly you're sending clearly you're feeding your enemies to those alligators i'm gonna send some of the money back to the alligators and the monkeys <laughs> well just as long as you're not feeding them people like i think you are because God knows what kind of monkey business you're up to there in Venezuela. Well, actually, I am a school teacher. Sure you are, Jorge. Sure you are. And so, anyways, as Jorge gets into the final round, you know the oh, oh what happened? Where did my where did my card charts go? Where's card charts? Is this it? Okay. <laughs> I guess that was it for card for guard charts. Yeah, it was so good though. Card charts, card sharks. Jorge, it was delightful to watch him too. I love watching this this Jorge character, and just thinking like, well, that was like forty plus forty five years ago, and Jorge was. I mean, the guys like nowadays he's. 70-something, if he's still alive. At least. He was, I mean, maybe he was in his 20s. He didn't. He looked like he was pretty well into his 30s. But back then, you know, people looked old. Look at look at the late, great Wilfred Brimley. He's in his early 50s in Cocoon, and he looked like the old man that he was uh, a few weeks ago, just before he died. So, back then, you know, people didn't age so great. So who knows, Jorge could have been 17. He just looked like he was 45. But anyways, yeah, the I like that the uh, I like that the the game show host is, uh, you know, with Rini. He's like, Rini, have you ever, 
faked an orgasm to please your man. Let's have it out, Rini. Let's uh, come on out with it. Jorge, have you ever fed human beings to your alligators because I'm sure that you're involved in some kind of illegal criminal activity there in Venezuela? Oh, man. Well, that guy's dead. The uh, the game show host. I did look that I did look that guy up. He's he's gone. He's long gone. Uh, but that was card charts. Uh, I can't wait to watch more more card shark charts. Uh, what does this say? Dish soap should be called spoon soap because it's not a lesser soap. What? What does that mean? Dish soap? Oh, I guess because I was watching Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Seinfeld, and he was, I don't know if it was with Robert Klein or somebody else, but he went, uh, Jerry went to the bathroom and came back, and and, uh, they only had dish soap, and he asked him, he's like, He's like, you know pretty well, would I be would I be bothered, more bothered by dish soap, or would I be okay with dish soap? And the guy said, I think you would be bothered. And he said, nope, I'm perfectly, soap is soap. Dish soap is soap, and soap is soap. And, and I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's soap for dishes. I, I, would, I would be very unhappy if dish soap was the soap that was waiting for me in the bathroom. But then again, it is true. I guess it is soap. And when you think about it, I mean, hand soap is just for your hands, and that's fine. Dish soap is for your plates and the things that you eat off of, so you would think, in theory, that should be, uh, that should actually be a better soap, not a lesser soap. If it goes on plates, if it goes on spoons and forks and bowls and glasses and dishes and things, that should be a, that should be a, that should be as good a soap as any other kind of soap, if not, if not maybe a little bit better. And I think the, maybe if they called it, you know, they call it dish soap. Maybe if they called it spoon soap, because you think about a spoon, oh, what does a spoon do? It goes, this is the spoon's purpose is to go in your mouth. A dish doesn't go in your, so when I, dish doesn't go in your mouth, so when I think of dish soap, I just think like, well, it's, it's a lesser soap, because it's only being used on dishes. But dishes where you keep, you, you put your food, it's the last stop that your food goes before it goes into your mouth. So you want your dish uh, just as clean as your hands, if not cleaner, and the same. And your spoons and forks—you really want those to be clean. So I think if they called it, if they called it spoon soap instead of dish soap, uh, you know, then 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 that might be something. I don't I don't even know. I don't know. I just I wrote that down, and I hate myself for just writing these ideas down that I think are good. Spoon soap. Let me mail this back to f- five days ago when I wrote this down, and I'm gonna mail myself a, a open-handed slap to my own face for even putting that down there. Who cares about dish soap? Dish soap, spoon soap. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else do I have written down? Prostitutes for the elderly. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I guess that was my business idea because I think, I mean, that is a nice thing. Prostitutes for the elderly, like a charitable foundation. I don't even know. I guess that's what I, I, I just write the, this is why I can't do shorthand. I have to do, I have to do long form. If I write down just one idea, I'm not going to remember. I don't know. What, what's prostitutes for the elderly? What is that? I guess it's a charity that I thought of because like, you know, they get these other, you know, like, oh, nice crafts and uh, the children will paint cards for the, uh, I'll tell you what, when I'm, when I am the elderly, I don't want some fucking stranger and their goddamn dopey kid sending me some fucking card in the mail for no reason other than to make themselves feel better about themselves. Oh, we did a great thing today. We sent a card to a stranger who's old. 
you know what you, you prostitutes that's what they should be doing have your kids pitch in money your family pitch in money to to send hooker you know that's hooker and prostitute sex worker uh what is the official i mean sex worker is i know i mean hooker is a is a slang that's a you know that's a pejorative term for a, a lady of the night well, anyways, let's say sex workers. Let's say pro let's stick with prostitute because that's you know sex worker means a bunch of different things. But if you got a prostitute for the elderly, y you know you put it's like a foundation. It's like a make a wish type thing, right? But it's for the elderly and it's only prostitutes. And imagine that, and like an old guy, he's got you know maybe a few months left. He's he's at the end, the autumn of his years, or the really like the New Year's Eve of his years. And he's he's almost he's on his way out. But if everything functions properly, you send him, you send him a nice looking prostitute, and give him one last like really unbelievable memory. And for the ladies too, you know, male, female prostitutes, straight, gay, whatever, send them to the elderly. Give them one last great memory. Because if I'm tell you what. Uh, maybe maybe the current crop of elderly uh, is into these like cards from from children. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. I'm sure they are. Uh, but when I get to that point, if I'm just like if I'm just an elderly, and look, I'm not going to outlast my wife. She's going to be around for many many years, so I'm not even going to have to worry about it. But if I'm if I'm alive in this world and like my kids are off doing their thing and my grandkids and my great grandkids, they're just like whatever. And I'm just like sitting there and, and they visit me occasionally and we go out to dinner or something like that from time. That's nice. That's nice. But, uh, you know, there's something that would that would really cheer me up. And I think at this point uh, in the in the monologue here, you probably know what that is. And that would be uh, indeed prostitutes for the elderly. So I think that's what I meant when I wrote that down. But who knows? Because I didn't write myself any other notes beyond that, except just to say prostitutes for the elderly. I'm such a such a dummy. I, I just write these notes anyway. Uh oh I you know a lot of times they those you see those things on Facebook it says uh your such and such name would be your street name and your middle name and your cat's name uh, whatever and they're always really dumb but the one this week was actually pretty good and it said uh it said what would your uh your burlesque name be and it's to take the first syllable of your first name repeat it so twice so for me, J uh, Jojo would be my first name, and then La, and then whatever the last thing was that you ate, the last thing you ate, and at that time, the last thing that I ate was taffy. So my burlesque name is Jojo La Taffy, which I I was I thought that was pretty good, <laughs> Jojo La Taffy. That could be my you know if I had if I had only known that last year, this could have been my uh, I don't know what you call it my not pen name. Stage name, pod, microphone name, uh, yeah, I could have, uh, I could have gone by JoJo Latav. This is the Birthday Boy Podcast, and I'm your host JoJo Latavi. It's Latavi time here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. JoJo Latavi coming at you. Oh God, we talked about card charts. Gave you my burlesque name. That's fun. Here's another note. Beats shoveling snow. Oh, I was just thinking the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the other day about when uh, when I lived in Florida, and I really kind of hated it right off the right off the bat, right from the get go. I was just not. I was like, oh, this is not gonna. 
this isn't going to end well. This isn't, this isn't for me. This is not, this is going to be short lived no matter what. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not, I'm not spending a whole lot of time here in the sunshine state. I know that much. This, this place just ain't for me. And, uh, I remember, you know, I would take the kids for walks every day, put them in the stroller when it was just one kid, put them in the stroller. When I had two kids, put them in the stroller, go for walks around the, around the neighborhood, all over the place middle of the day, the hot, disgusting sun, just, I didn't know what to do with myself, so we just went on walks, and, uh, and I remember in probably December, January, one year, February, I don't know, it was the winter, it was our first winter there, and I was out for a walk on a Saturday, and I had, I don't know, I guess it was the first, so it would have been just one child, and I, I put them in the, uh, in the, in the stroller, and I was going for a walk, and I remember how dirty I felt because somebody was out in their driveway and kind of, you know, you see somebody with a baby stroller and it's like, oh, they're harmless. So they wave and they, talk. I remember I used to go for walks before I had kids. I would go for a walk or a run in, in the, in the neighborhood that I lived in, in New York. And people would like grab their children and run into the garage and slam the door shut and turn off all the lights and call the police. And then nothing changed except it's the same like sweaty gross me out for a, a walk or a run and now i have a baby stroller and everybody's like hey neighbor how you doing hey great to see you hey it's a beautiful day yeah you now you do deserve to be old you have a baby so you deserve to uh, walk through these through these streets <laughs> you're no longer you're no longer offensive to the eye well you still are but at least you have a baby so we know you can't be you can't be all that bad right Anyway, so I'd, I'd walk, same thing in Florida, I'd walk through the stupid neighborhood, and people would, you know, wave, and they say hi, whatever, who cares, and uh, these these guys were out in their driveway, I don't know, doing stuff, and they said something, I don't know what they said, it was, it was an unusually hot day, I guess, or maybe it was an unusually cold day, I don't know, it was, it was just a something, some kind of, uh, it, to me, it was every day was shitty, no matter what the weather was, because it was always too hot in Florida, except like, yeah, uh, there was a couple times the first January, it was pretty nice. Anyway, uh, I think they were complaining that it was too cold, but it was beautiful. It was like 60 degrees, and I was so happy. I was like, oh, finally, I can breathe. It's windy. I had like a, a sweatshirt on, going for the walk. I probably, had, I might have even had, well, I had shorts on, but, you know, it was, it was chilly, but it felt great. Because it was like, oh, finally, weather, weather that I don't mind. And these guys are outside and like, ah, is it cold enough for you, neighbor? I'm like, <laughs> and then, and then I just, such a fraud, such a phony imposter that I am. I was like, well, hey, it might be whatever, 55 degrees. And then I said the thing that I promised myself I would never say because I don't believe it. I hate when people say it. I hate everybody who says this. And I became in that one instant, everything I hated. And it was in, it was, it happened in slow motion. I just turned to the guy and smiled. And I said, well, it be shoveling snow. And I, and it came out like, that's how I heard it when I said it. And the guy, and they, there were two or three guys in the driveway and they all laughed. They're like, ha, you got that right. You know, we're from New Jersey. I'm like, yeah, fucking everybody's from not here. We know we're, everybody's from places with snow and now you're not. And you're all, that's all people, people from the North move down to Florida so that no matter how shitty the weather is, they can just say, well, it beats shoveling snow. 
It's 105 degrees, and the dew point is 100, uh, and I just walked into a literal wall of moisture <laughs> as soon as I opened my door. And, uh, and I've got mold in every room in my house, even though it was just built three days ago. But it beats shoveling snow. And that's just what they say. They just It's just a bunch of people from the north who go down to Florida to just walk around and greet each other like, Hey, hot enough for you? Beats shoveling snow. Hey, did your 29 alligators uh, eat, that, uh, eat that neighbor of yours? Yep, but it beats shoveling snow. Hey, did you almost get eaten by that alligator in your neighbor's yard who has 29 alligators? Yeah, almost. I lost two legs, but at least I'm not shoveling snow. And that's all. That's what. That's all people say. That's all people say down there. Those. Those. That's the only thing that anybody says. Beats shoveling snow. Beats shoveling snow. <laughs> no, it actually doesn't. Uh, you know how many times that I was in Florida in the middle of January saying like, "God damn it! I wish I was shoveling snow right now because it sure beats this piece of shit, America's crotch, Florida." But yeah, it was that one time because I just, you know, I'm like, ah, I'm going to fit in with my neighbors here and like, hey, buddy, <laughs> how about this weather? It sure is cold here in Florida today. It's, it's only 62 degrees. I'm practically freezing. And then me, welp, it beats shoveling snow. Ha ha ha, that's so true, it's so, yeah, you got that right, mister, <laughs> it's so funny, you're so right. Ah, oh, such a fraud. It beats shoveling snow! Ugh. Alright, so that's, I guess that was, I guess that's what I had to say about that, about that fact. Uh, what else, what else did I say? Lionel Richie. I got into it with, uh, I didn't get into it with a friend, but... I was texting with a friend a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot why. Oh, I think I was talking about the kids' uh, dance things, and I was just I was just commenting on how I how pleased I was because we really, you know, we're not sending them. You know, we have the option. the The school officially gave the option for full remote, which of course we're going to do. We have friends who are pulling their kids out of school and doing homeschooling for the next year, and honestly, probably forever, um, or at least the next many years. Uh, and that's, and that's going to be the end of that. And I, I'm not ready to do that. We researched homeschool options. Uh, I'm not ready for that just yet. And I, I don't think we need to pull the trigger on that quite yet. Maybe next year we do. I don't know. But, uh, I thought, you know, from a, from a, you know, numbers perspective, I think it would be unfair to, you know, if a bunch of people just pulled their kids out of the school and then there's less funding and then all this other stuff. And so it's all good. I mean, there's no, I don't, I don't think there's any wrong choice from a parent's perspective because nobody knows anything. Nobody knows what to do. Like some people can't send their kids back. I am very fortunate that we've always had options. Uh, you know, we could have been homeschooling our kids this whole time. I didn't want to do that necessarily because you do lose something. Um, anything that's gained, there's still things that are lost. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I was, I was talking with a friend and saying, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with how the dance is going because we really didn't want to send them back. We don't really, I don't want to really send them much of anywhere, uh, you know, for the next year, quite frankly. Um, but they, they impressed me with the job that they did, keeping a good distance, you know, making it safe, taking temperatures. 
uh, the school, you know, whatever. They didn't. I think they fumbled a little bit, but it's that's a that's a tough fucking call to make. You got a school district that has two high schools and like four middle schools and like I don't know twelve. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like eight. There's like twenty schools in the district altogether. Uh, and then to have to make this like one size fits all, like well, you can do some hybrid or you can do remote. And it's just, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's the way it's going to be for now. And that's good. And that makes me happy because we're going to be home uh, at least until January and probably through the end of the year. Um, but anyway, so so I was talking with a friend and just saying like, yeah, the, the school thing, uh, the, 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 the dance thing seems to be going okay. Uh, you know, except uh, other than the fact that my kids hate their... Uh, their costumes and or the the song choices. Uh, you know, for instance, Cam is doing a hip hop, uh, a Spice Girls medley for their hip hop class, um, which they despise. So, <laughs> and, and also Cam despises her costume because it's gross. Uh, but uh, but their 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 instructor came out. Uh, Tuesday when 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 dance class was over and said that Cam can wear, uh, you know, something that's maybe just like a plain black shirt and black pants, uh, you know, similar to what they wear to, to, to the dance class anyways, which was awesome. Um, and then Kaylin, uh, I think she's good. I think Kaylin's good with her dance outfit. Uh, she just hates that it's Lionel Richie, uh, ballerina girl. <laughs> which I used to be able to break her balls and start singing that song and she would get really annoyed, but now she's immune to it because this year's dance has now gone on for four years because of COVID. Uh, let's see. Yeah. This is... <laughs> oh, poor kid. Anyway, so... I... I happen to like this song. I happen to like Lionel Richie. So I was talking to my friend about Lionel, and, and she goes, she goes, which one's Lionel Richie? Is that uh, is that superstition? And I'm like, are you? You're older than I am. How are you? How? What? It's Stevie Wonder. What are you talking about? Lionel Richie's superstition? Are you crazy? And I said, no, Lionel Richie. Come on. And I started, you know, listing uh, listing some of some of old Lionel's songs. Let's see. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, all night long. Yeah. Let the music play. I think, did I do this on Cliffy Oki one time? I think I did. The time has come. Have some fun. Throw away the work to be done. Let the music play on, play on. Anyway. Everybody dance. Use yourself to wild romance. Anyways, so so I'm texting my friend and just saying like, oh yeah, Kaylin has, you know, Ballerina Girl is the song. She hates the song. Lionel Richie, who is not the same as Stevie Wonder. Um, so, uh... And then my friend texted back and said, oh, Lionel Richie. And I said, all night long. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
She goes, uh, Dancing on the Ceiling? I'm like, yep, that's it, Dancing on the Ceiling. She said, oh, what a terrible song. I hate that song. And I'm like, what the f... What? Dancing on the Ceiling? And this this friend goes on, uh, you know, weekend, like, her, her husband rides uh, motorcycles, and they'll go, you know, all over New England and just stop, you know, up in the mountains and things like that and take great pictures and, you know, all these nice bike trips. So I said... I said, you should be blasting Lionel Richie on those those bike rides of yours. That's perfect to me. I don't know if there's any better bike music than Lionel Richie. I mean, if I, if I get on the chopper, if I get on my hog, and I say, you know, come on with my old lady, and I said, let's hit the road, babe. Let's hit these open roads. And my Harley. Rev, rev, I mean, yeah. This is motorcycle music. If this doesn't scream Hell's Angels, I don't know what does. Anyway, I just, but I just, I'm like, how do you, how do you not like Lionel Richie? I, I don't like all of his songs. I don't, I don't like the slow stuff so much, but this guy has, I mean, yeah, Hello, I don't love that song, but it's, it's still a good song. Um, yeah, Running, Running with the Night. I mean, he's got, Oh, he's got some great tunes. Great tunes. Stuck on you, say you, say me. Not a favorite of mine, but... Anyway. And this dancing on the... And the music video, they dance on the ceiling. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Right around the mountains, my hog. Blasting some Richie. With my crew. Riding alongside of me, the wind blowing through my hair. Feeling that fresh mountain breeze. My my black leather vests. My chaps. My boots. And Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling, baby. Come on. How do you not? Running with the... I mean, and that's the other thing. It's like... And then she goes... Uh, she said, oh, yeah, sometimes sometimes to piss off my husband, I play one of my favorite songs, The Rose by Bette Midler. And I'm like, how dare you? That's one of your favorite songs? You're shitting on Lionel Richie and The Rose by Bette Midler is one of your faves? No. You you, you don't get to you don't get to have a say in this discussion anymore. You've, you've officially disqualified yourself, uh, Bette Midler fan. Come on. Running with the night. Partying all night long. Running with the night. Dancing on the ceiling. It's just a bunch of songs. It's just a bunch of verbs. His songs are just fun verbs. Partying, dancing, running. Well, running's not fun. Running's stupid. But, you know, running with the night's fun. That's like, you know, these are all things to do like... I picture I picture Crockett and Tubbs doing all these things, driving across the MacArthur Causeway. Anyway, how do you not? What's not to like about Lionel Richie and his verbs? It's fun. <sighs> all right, yeah, running with the night. Playing in the shadow 
moving in the thing, just you and I, to the morning. That's a fun song. These are fun songs. That's all they are. They're just fun songs, intended to just be fun songs, I think. And then I, I feel bad. I feel bad for somebody who would listen to this tune, to any of these tunes, and just be like, Ugh, yuck, yuck. Ugh, it's not for me. Where's that Bette Midler album? I'd rather listen to that. Anyway, all right, that's enough of this. Sorry, Lionel. It's, it's, I'm trying to do royalty-free here on the Birthday Boy podcast. I made it this far, and now I'm playing Lionel Richie. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't, I'm sorry, Mr. Richie. I'll, it'll never happen again, sir. Never again. I had one last thing. Wait, what, what did I record here? I, I, I record notes for myself. Oh. Talk about Summer Wreck. Oh. Asshole Heath. And then what was the other thing? Well, okay. I leave these. I leave audio notes for myself because I can't remember the things to talk about on the podcast, even though here we are in an hour 40 and I'm talking extra fast to get through it all. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Summer Wreck. I'll talk about Summer Wreck real quick. So Summer Wreck was this program that, like, all the trashy kids went <laughs> to <laughs> in elementary school. That's where you would get dumped off. Uh, we only did it one summer. And it's basically from the time school ends until the time school starts. It's the summer. It's a day. It's basically a day camp. It was at the middle school. And I think I was in third grade going into fourth grade or maybe fourth going into fifth. I, I don't know. But I did it one year. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I had a friend who did it because his mom worked. And, like, that's it's really for working parents. You drop off your kids. Uh I don't think it probably didn't cost very much, if anything. I don't know if it was totally funded by the taxpayers. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But they had a, you know, it was a nice little little program, and you get, you know, you bring your lunch and all this stuff. Except everybody there, it's, yeah, it was like all the trashy kids and all the people who worked there were pieces of shit. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, it was all, you know, this is like the late 80s. And, you know, the guy, like the, 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 the counselors, you know, some of the teachers and like gym coaches and stuff, Mr. Montesano and Mr. Plimpton were like some of the guys who ran the thing. And, uh, you know, they would wear like the socks up to their, like the knee high socks with the, with the, you know, red stripes, like those, you know, eighties socks that people wore. And, uh, you know, they basically look like the gym coaches from Days and Confused with, like, the tucked in shirts tucked into their shorts with, like, whistles and their hats. So, you know, they were the they were the counselors. They were running the program. And nice guys. God, Mr. Montesano was one of the nicest, coolest guys. What a great teacher. What a great guy. You know, they were nice guys. Uh, but all the kids working there were just such fucking shitheads. And one of them was this high school kid named Heath. And he was this big, tall, you know, jock, like, ginger and uh, he was just, he would just stand, like, they, they used one of the classrooms to, like, where you would drop off your bags, like, in the morning, if you had your backpack with your lunch in it, there wasn't, you wouldn't put your lunch in the fridge, you would just leave your lunch in your backpack, and then drop it off with this guy, Heath, and Heath was in charge of all the backpacks, and so... I would go there in the morning and I would drop off my backpack with Heath and he was a total dick and he would be like all attitude and stuff. And then like when I was ready to eat lunch, I would go get it. And sometimes like 
there were times that I would go too early and I didn't, I'm like, I just want my lunch now. I'm ready for lunch. I want, I want lunch. I've been up since five because I used to just like get up at five o'clock and watch TV and wait for the day to start. So to me, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock is lunchtime. And, you know, but lunch then was not until whatever, 12, 1230. I don't know. And so I would show up and I'd be like, uh, uh, locker number four, Hopkins, uh, can I have my backpack, please? And every time this guy would be like, he'd be like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> it ain't lunchtime yet. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't think he would tell me to fuck off, but he would, he'd be like, he'd be like, beat it, kid. It's not time yet. We're closed. I'm like, closed. You're standing here. You don't have to do anything except just get my backpack. Please. Please, Heath. I mean, you've already been blessed with great hair that everyone's envious of because everybody wants that color hair. And you're blessed with such a cool name, um, like a chocolate, like that that toffee chocolate bar that nobody likes. So can you just, like, life's really going well for you. Can't you just give me my backpack, please? Can't you just... And then he'd be like, no, kid, get out of here. Beat it. And he had, like, yeah, the socks rolled up to his knees and the shorts and the the gym shorts with the T-shirt tucked in. And then he'd be like... He'd be like, come on, babe. And then, like, he'd have this girl that he would sneak into his little his little room there, and they would just be making out. And then I would come back, like, ten minutes later and be like, can I have my bag now? And he'd be like, no, get out of here, kid. Beat it. It's not lunchtime yet. Get out of here. Scram. Come on, babe. Let's get back to making out. And then he would just get back to making out with his girlfriend. And, I'm, and then I would just, like, stand there and be like, I remember just standing there. And he'd be like, I said beat it. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Because I remember, it was lunchtime. It was already time for lunch. Why are you not giving me... Where are all the other kids? Why are none of the other kids eating lunch? Why am I the only one who wants lunch? Give me my lunch. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't get my lunch from Heath. Heath just controlled everything. He, you know... I was... Without Heath, I couldn't get lunch. Without lunch, I couldn't get my nourishment. Without my nourishment, I couldn't... Uh, prepare insults to fire back at all the kids who made fun of me at Summer Rec because, again, it was all the trash kids. And they had nothing better to do than pick on me because they were older than me and I liked Pee Wee Herman and I liked Pee Wee's Playhouse. And they thought that was like, ha, 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 let's make fun of this kid because he likes Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I'm like, yeah, I love, um, you know, funny, uh, you know, smart, funny. I like Pee Wee. I like Pee Wee, you fuck. Fuck off. And then it was just weird, like, and then all these kids who would make fun of me for Pee-wee, I just, like, I just didn't care. I'm like, I don't, uh, so what? You don't like Pee-wee. I love Pee-wee. Like, oh, baby likes Pee-wee. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I guess I'm a baby. I mean, I am only, like, eight, so whatever. And you're, like, 15, and I think it says more about you, the fact that you're spending all your time talking to an eight-year-old about Pee Wee Herman than hanging out with friends. Where are your friends, by the way? I don't see any friends. Oh, it's because you're a loser. You don't have any friends, so you have to make up for it by picking on me because I like Pee Wee Herman and because I have a ton of friends, you fuck. And then, and then for whatever reason, by the end of the summer rec program, we were all, like, friends. And I don't know what happened. Just one day, I would just dread going there because I'm like, oh, God, these fucking guys are going to make fun of me. They're going to make fun of me because I like Pee-wee. They're going to make fun of my shorts because I used to wear a lot of things. I loved I loved neon colors. So so my sunglasses had various shades of neon, you know, the, 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 the whatever you call them. What do you call it? The frames. 
you know, would have the, you know, would be various different neon colors and my shorts would be neon colors and I'd wear neon windbreakers and bright white, you know, I had my LA gear sneakers with the two different shoelaces. Yeah, so I'm an asshole. I like Pee Wee Herman. And I, and I, I wear, and I wear an awful lot of pink, <laughs> but it's not pink. It's hot pink. And that's different. <sighs> you know who else liked hot pink? Zach Morris. And he is a pretty cool dude, even though, uh, they do say Zach Morris is trash on funny or die, but, uh, and he is in a way, but you know, the real trash was these kids hanging out at summer wreck. So it was one and done with summer wreck. But I, that was what I remember. It was just this kid. I don't know. It's weird. I couldn't tell you. The kid, the kid who picked on me the most, we ended up becoming friends. And then, like, a year or two later, the kid was, you know, it was pretty tragic. He killed himself. He hanged himself in his closet. And then when I found out about that, I would just lie in bed absolutely terrified because I had expected my closet doors to swing open. And there was this kid hanging there because it was a kid I actually knew and picked on me. And then we became friends at the end of Summer Wreck. And then, like, a year later, he killed himself. And I don't remember the kid's name. I don't remember the guy's name at all. But anyways, uh, yeah. That, so the, there's a little... Uh, there's, a, there's a dark... There's a, things take a dark turn in that story, I guess. But as far as Heath, I don't know what Heath's up to. Who knows? But he was just this big, tall, jock guy with red hair, and his name was Heath, and the, the striped socks up to his knees, and some pimply-faced girl that he was making out with, and uh, and then he would never give me my lunch. And that's the story. I guess that's the story of Summer Wreck, was just Heath. Yeah, Heath wouldn't give me my lunch, and uh, one kid picked on me endlessly, and I would be nervous going every day because he was going to pick on me, and then he killed himself, and then I would have nightmares about finding him in the closet hanging. So that was fun. That's a fun time about Summer Wreck. Isn't that fun? Didn't we have fun reminiscing about Summer's past? Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of um, dead people, uh, did you hear about Marty Jannetty? Uh, one half of, of the tag team specialists known as the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah, so Marty Jannetty... Uh, former WWE superstar. Let's see. Marty Jannetty. Uh, Marty Jannetty's apparent murder confession sparks police probe. This guy, <clears throat> uh, Frederick Martin Jannetty, his real name's Fred. Anyways, he's 60 years old. Jesus Christ, these people are so old now. Marty Jannetty is 60. Holy man. Oh, man. Uh, former WWE star Marty Jannetty murder confession sparks police investigation. Former WWE star Marty Jannetty reportedly confessed to killing a man in Georgia, leading police to launch an investigation. Why don't people proofread? Leading police launch an investigation. Like, your job is to write articles. Article. Your article should be perfect. How do you, how do you write an article that doesn't have... I mean, like... Prepositions are a pretty important part of, of language. And so if you're writing an article and you leave that out, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not great. It's not a great look. If you're a writer and something as basic as the word to. Basic prepositions. <sighs> anyway, the former tag champ, 60, said in a now-deleted Facebook post that he made a man disappear in his youth, according to TMZ. 
Oh, there's two. According, it's not according TMZ. It's according to TMZ. Uh, so yeah, the the Facebook post. This is kind of crazy. Marty Janetti. I was 13, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a. That's eh, a word that you're kind of an asshole if you still use this word. It starts with an F, ends in a G. Um, it's weird that people still use that word. Anyways, buying weed from a. Uh, that worked there, and he put his hands on me, Janetti wrote in the post. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. Mr. Janetti, who, according to his Facebook profile, is from Columbus, said the man who allegedly attempted to assault him was never found. He appeared to suggest that authorities should have checked a local river for the body. They should have checked in the Chattahoochee River, uh, Janetti said. According to TMZ, Columbus detectives have launched a probe to look into Janetti's alleged murder confession. We are going to look into this, a spokesperson told the publication. The first step will be seeing if we have any missing persons or unidentified remains cases that match the limited information in the post. The Independent has contacted Mr. Janetti, Mr. Janetti and Columbus Police Department for comment. For comment. Uh, I mean, it's... Cr- yeah. So, so Janetti's original post here... That was deleted because he was having, you know, bullshit with his girlfriend. Janetti is, he is as much of a redneck. I mean, he's every, talk about living the gimmick, you know, the rockers. They were like, you know, these 80s, big hair, rocking and rolling dudes, uh, you know, just just rocking all night long and partying every day. And uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, is a multiple time Hall of Famer. He's, in my opinion... Um, he's Mount Rushmore. He's maybe the greatest. I, 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 he's the greatest. He's my favorite of all time. I mean, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, it's, it's hard to pick one over the other. I mean, Shawn Michaels just had the personality and then the longevity. I mean, he has so many more great matches. Shawn Michaels is the best ever. He really is. And Bret Hart is a very, very, very close second. Um, I, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are like two completely different personalities and I relate to both of those guys because Bret Hart like very serious and very kind of dry and sarcastic sometimes, and uh, and I I loved that about him that he was just so just down to business, just you know strong silent type, didn't have much to say, just went out there and let his actions speak for him. And then Shawn Michaels was a loudmouth you know cocky dickhead, which I can also relate to. Um, uh, but I love them. Two, the two greatest wrestlers ever are Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Nobody will convince me. I love Ric Flair. He's Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are the two best wrestlers ever in the history of wrestling. Anyway, Shawn Michaels went on. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, you know, started out their WWE career as a tag team known as the Rockers. And then early 1992, Shawn Michaels uh, threw Marty Jannetty face first through the plate glass window of Brutus the Barber Beefcake's barber shop. Which, you know, this is part of a storyline, but it was because Janetti was, uh, you know, he was fucked up on drugs and who knows what other crap he was up to. But, yeah, I mean, Janetti is just like your classic, you know, quintessential, like, 80s guy. Like, just like a washed up guy still partying like he is 20 years old. And he never, you know, he never got any major, you know, he Shawn Michaels became one of the biggest stars in the business and one of the best wrestlers ever. And Janetti remained Marty Janetti. And he was a great wrestler, too. He was just, you know, he was an asshole and he was a fuck-up. Uh, so was Shawn Michaels, but just, you know, not as much as Janetti. And Shawn Michaels could uh, 
could do everything that needed to be done in the ring to, to become successful. And Janetti, uh, you know, he just couldn't keep his shit together. Uh, so anyways, so Janetti, uh, on Facebook said, I never, I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, cause Gino would have killed him. And I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently, recently come home from Vietnam. I was 13 working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a, mm, that worked there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't censor much on this podcast, but that's a word that I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with that word. You can figure it out. <laughs> Starts with F, one syllable. It's a fucking garbage word. Um, that worked there. He put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That was the very first time I made a man disappear. <laughs> they never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. But Winnie, the girl in these pics, I likes you so damn much, probably my favorite, but I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. Yeah, so, uh, in one, in one short post, two paragraphs, uh, racist, homophobic, and confessing to murder. So... (laughs) You know, Janae, you may never be in the WWE Hall of Fame, but in the Hall of Fame of a trifecta piece of shit, uh, congratulations. And look, I get it. Like, the guy was 13, and some dude was legitimately had dragged him to the back of a building and was a bowling alley and was uh, whatever, you know, trying to, trying to do God knows what with him and assault him sexually. Uh, you know, you you do have a right to defend yourself. That's for sure. But, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little, it's a little odd. It's, uh, nothing has been done about that. And it's, what's this? 40 years later, almost, almost 50 years later. That's 50 years ago. 1973 is when that would, if he was 30, he was born in 1960, he's 13 years old. So it's about 73 ish. And so, uh, yeah, so 47 years have passed. <laughs> Janetti killed a guy 47 years ago and threw his body in a river, in the Chattahoochee River. And is just now, and then just, it's just one of those things where he's talking about his his Jamaican girlfriend in a, in a breakup post or whatever. Uh, you can go your own way, I don't need you. And it's pictures of him with his girlfriend, okay. And then, of course, he had to, you know, it, it can't just be you had to hurt me with your jealousy. Your it's Jamaican jealousy, which I guess is a special brand of jealousy. I don't know. I think jealousy is just jealousy, uh, unless it happens to be somebody who's a different color skin than Marty Jannetty, in which case then they are uh, labeled both as being jealous and also labeled by their their nationality, country of origin. So that's great for that. And then uh, the F word about the guy uh, assaulting him and. Uh, listen, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a lot of, <laughs> I wouldn't have a lot of well wishes for the guy who, if, if some guy sexually assaulted me in a bowling alley, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, a lot of fondness for him and kind words to say. Uh, but you know, I guess, yeah, maybe the fact that you've got even by murdering him, you don't have to use the, the F word to describe him. Uh, cause we're kind of in 2020, or at least we should be, we should be past the use of that word like a million years ago, but I guess not, not in Marty Jannetty's rocking and rolling word. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, the police are, you know, <laughs> just reopening this case or opening it for the first time. I mean, that's the case has been, I don't know. It's a cold case that's been closed for decades and now, uh, 
yeah, Mr. Ginetti might be in a wee bit of trouble. But but then again, he might not be, because they'll do the self-defense thing, and, and like, you know, there's no... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a lawyer, but the self-defense argument seems to be one that'll, that'll be put to use. Oh, but Marty Jannetty is, he is just trash. I bet you, I'll bet Marty Jannetty went to summer wreck. Yeah, I could see Marty Jannetty, you know, rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling in summer wreck, pulling up, you know, being like a, a 24 year old junior in high school, <laughs> being held back for this, for his sixth straight year. <laughs> Pulling up in some kind of muscle car, <laughs> Edelbrock intake, <laughs> turbocharged pop-up pistons, uh, which is the only car slang I know because it's from Days and Confused. I picture him, yeah, just blasting, blasting some tunes, man. <laughs> that summer wreck, that twenty, blasting some Aerosmith. Uh well, uh, Mr. Genetti's in a—he's in a bit of trouble either way. He's gonna—he's got some—he's got some talking that he's gonna have to do in the coming days and weeks, no matter what happens. Oh God! Did I mention he's also uh, about as smart as a uh, as a bowling ball? <laughs> I think Marty Genetti has roughly the same IQ as a bowling ball. I know what I'll do today. I'll casually confess to murder. <laughs> Hey, good. I mean, obviously, look, whether subconsciously, consciously, whatever, the guy's, uh, that's obviously weighing pretty heavily on him. So he, he certainly, I mean, you can, you can delete Facebook posts before you even post them. You can, you can look at it and say, oh, you know what? This actually, uh, this actually implicates me in a murder. Uh, I better maybe not post this if I don't want to get caught for murder after 47 years of getting away with murder. Oh well, good luck, Marty Jannetty. I don't think uh, I don't think we'll be seeing the Rockers inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame anytime soon. But I will say uh, they've certainly got a good one for season three of Dark Side of the Ring. I can tell you, I can tell you that much. This I can tell you. Jesus, two hours. This is two hours. All right, we got to wrap it up. Do 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 da da da. Well, by the way, I uh, thought you might like to know. If you're curious, what what's on the screens? Uh, one, two, three, four, five screens. I've got some things. So I'm watching the Spurs. There's about ten seconds to go. Spurs, Pelicans, Pelicans down by seven. Looks like the Spurs are gonna close this one out. Uh, yeah, so you got, you got that, you got, uh, you know, Zion's playing, the big fella. I got the golf on, on another screen, the PGA Championship, and I've got three screens of SummerSlam. It is August, and SummerSlam is right around the corner, so I like to watch. I've got SummerSlam 94, I got Brett and Owen in the cage, I got SummerSlam 2005, the classic Hulkster and Shawn Michaels are locking up right now, one of my favorites. Uh, I got SummerSlam 1990 with the ravishing one, Rick Rude, and the Ultimate Warrior in the cage. Yeah, Rude's dead, Bobby Heenan's dead, Warrior's dead, Piper's dead. Everybody's dead. A lot of, a lot of dead wrestlers. You don't have to go too, too far back on these pay-per-views to see a bunch of wrestlers who have been dead for 
10, 20 years. That's crazy. Anyway. Here comes the ultimate warrior. He runs to the ring, and then he can't move cause he blows himself up just by running to the ring. He's known to be kind of a giant dick, but he's one of my favorite guys from back in the day. Anyway, so that's what I that's what I have on the TVs, and now it's uh, quarter to six on a Sunday night, and I'm gonna go just relax and enjoy the rest of my evening. I'm too tired to do a new cliff call, but I'm gonna uh, classic some classic Womack or Womack, as some people say. I don't know why, but anyways, a classic Cliffy call. This is a uh, Grandma Cliff. I don't know what I forgot what she was talking about, but it's something with Grandma Cliff. So anyway, that's that's it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. We'll be back for uh, episode 59 next week. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and like and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all that shit. You know, do it all. Anyway, um, Spurs win. Uh, yeah, so subscribe and like and give five stars. Tell your friends, please. Uh, what else? Something else. Birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you know something? Uh, Nate Nate had texted me. I do want to read this real quick. It was nice. He liked he liked last week's podcast. He liked uh, Richard Titties. <laughs> By the way, uh, Kung Fu and Titties in its entirety is on YouTube. I'm not sure how that's allowed. There's there's toplessness like within the first couple of minutes and there's i have to i think next week's podcast we need to we need to take a look at kung fu and titties a little bit at least some of it it's it's so insanely bad it's just wonderful i watched a little bit of it and uh yeah it's it's gotta be it'll be next time it's it's just so good so uh nate liked that and and nate said i loved your last few episodes by the way great work i love the story about your dad and the chili made me laugh out loud that's awesome thanks man I appreciate that. Okay. It's been two hours and five minutes. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, and now it's Sunday night, and work is tomorrow. God damn it. That's why I, that's why I gotta do these fucking podcasts on Friday night. That way I can just finish and then have the weekend to rest. Huh. <sighs> All right. It's time to end the podcast show. Positivity is for idiots. Kindness kind of is good. And that's the end of the birthday boy podcast. Time to go. I hope you enjoyed the birthday boy podcast thing. Ah, I'm so tired. I can't. I'm, I'm done. All right. I'm out of here. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 58 of the birthday boy podcast. We'll see you back here next time for episode 59 of the birthday boy podcast. Have a great uh, whatever. Enjoy the last few minutes of your weekend. We'll see you next time. All right. Later, Gators. I just I can't not do this. I said later, Gators. I should be done. That's that's when I'm done talking. What an idiot. It's time to end episode 58.
I hope that you liked it. Come back next time. Later, Gators.
But I, I, there was one Cliff I noticed was absent yet again from the spectacular, and his name is Cliff Womack, the original Cliff. Of course, there were many Cliffs before you, so I guess you're not really the original Cliff, but, you know, you're my original Cliff because you're the original butter boy. Oh, Cliffy, I don't know what to do. Just tell me you'll come to next year's spectacular and tell me you're not anywhere near that Pazuzu character. Oh, God damn it, Cliff. That's not why you missed the spectacular, is it? It's not because you were hanging out with Pazuzu, is it? Oh, God, you'll break my heart, Cliffy, if you miss the spectacular. It's bad enough you missed the Womack family holiday spectacular. To make matters worse, I hope it wasn't because you were hanging out with Pazuzu. It's on a, it's on a documentary, Pazuzu. It's called, uh, you know, Tales of Pazuzu. I don't know what the... I don't know what it's called, Cliffy, but it's bad news. He's bad news. He's bad news bears. Okay, you stay away from Pazuzu, Cliffy. You hear me? All right. Cliffy, I got to go. I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but Cliff, if I find out that you missed the spectacular because you were with Pazuzu, I don't know what I'll do. I would actually, I would be happy to find out you stayed home to toggle your balls instead of coming to the spectacular as long as you weren't hanging out, sharpening your teeth, whittling them down to look like a Dracula, and hanging out with Pazuzu. All right, Cliffy. I need to go now. I need to rest. I need to lie down. Oh, it's, too much, it's too much to process. You missed the spectacular. You're probably toggling your balls. And, uh, and God knows, I, I just hope, I just hope. That's all I hope is I hope. I hope you're not hanging out with Pazuzu, Cliffy. Oh, God, Miss Dracula teeth. Okay, Cliffy, gotta go. It's Friday evening, so I'm sure, I'm sure you you are toggling your balls. I'm sure the pound pound's open for business, you sick, you sicko son of a bitch bastard, goddamn bastard, bastard son of a bitch. But I could never stay mad at you, my little baby Cliffy boy, my little beautiful baby boy, butter boy, Cliffy boy. All right, Cliff. I'll talk to you soon, or will I? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't hope I don't upset you, Cliffy, because I don't want you to. I don't want you to, to send Pazuzu after me. Oh God, don't send Pazuzu after me. Oh Jesus, Marion baby, butter boy, Joseph Christ. Oh God. All right, Cliff, I have to go. I'll talk to you uh, sometime, maybe. Who knows? Okay, Cliff, this is Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call, Cliff. It's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Cliff, give me a call, Cliff. It's Grandma Cliff. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.